Welcome to the Lost Boys to Found Fathers podcast. I'm Will Haycox, and joining me is my co-host, Gabe O'Sullivan. We are men who have suffered the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who have traveled the same journey. What's up, Gabe? How you doing, man? Great, brother. Good morning. So we uh, are continuing on with this series of Who Understands My Pain, and we've uh, covered the fact over the past couple episodes that God definitely understands our pain. And we went through that. So make sure you go back and listen to the, uh, the last two episodes to kind of get yourself caught up on this train of thought. And now we're going to get into the point that there are other guys out there who have been through what you've been through and mm-hmm. that they also understand your pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is episode 20. And uh, we're excited to just continue recording this for you guys. We hope that you're enjoying it. Um, like you said, Gabe, you know, we started this series, Does Anyone Understand My Pain? with God Understands My Pain. And we have we spent two episodes going over that. We could probably spend 20 episodes going over that. But uh, now here in the second part of the series, we're going to go over other men who've been through the same loss of a child. You know, your pain too. And... Uh, this really goes like right to the heart of why we're doing this podcast, and we've, we kind of told that story in, in episode one. If you want to go back and listen to that, it was the why. But you know, seeking out others who felt the death of a child is something that I think definitely helped me. And I, I know everyone's personality is different, and you know, some people may not be uh, as open or as willing to I guess, bear their emotions to another guy or to anyone, even their wife. But for some reason, that's the way I'm wired. And so like after we lost our son, I was pretty intentional about like talking to people at our church and trying to find some guys that had been through the same loss. And I didn't have to go far because I think there were two or three couples that the husbands came to me at the hospital or texted me when we were at the hospital and then Gabe and, and some other guys like from our church here in Spartanburg reached out within a few weeks and, and none of them were pushy. They just kind of said, you know, hey, we're here for you if you ever need anything. And they either directly said, like, we've been through the same loss or they, you know, they just mentioned, like, we might have some things to talk about. Like, like I've talked about uh, one guy said to me, but I think that's from our side, from, from the, the side that we've been a few years or several years in, in, in Gabe's case here removed from the loss of children. I think that's, I don't know if I'd quite go to the point of responsibility because everyone has their own, you know, their own uh, gift from God. But I think that's a, a beautiful ministry that you could have to people who are newer in this loss. And from you who are newer in the loss, I think it's a healthy practice to seek out guys who have been through this and can kind of help you through the the weeks and months following the loss of a child. So just to quickly run over the purpose of our podcast, because it it uh, is directly applicable to what we're talking about here, the purpose of the podcast and of Gabe's book are just to be a resource for you, the listener. And I guess Gabe's book is not as uh, particularly targeted towards men. It's you know It, it would make sense. I, I've read it. My wife's read it. My, my parents have read it. Uh, if you haven't read it, I recommend that you, you find it. I will be done and uh, you, you get it, you read it because it's it's a 
helpful in the sense that like a lot of things that, that Gabe talks about and he went through with the loss of his children makes sense. And, you know, I went through the same feelings and you have the same question and struggles, but then Gabe takes the time to explain, you know, some of the, I guess you don't make it as technical as like a theology book, but you have like a lot of truth in there, like biblical truth of this is how God helped me through this. And this is what, you know, I came and I discovered through the loss of our children and dealing with it and, and praying through it. And you're very, you're very open and honest and vulnerable in that book. So I think if you're not ready to reach out and talk to anyone yet, you should certainly grab Gabe's book and, and listen to that or read that. Um, but really, you know, the reason that Gabe put that book down and, and the reason that the Lord laid it on our hearts to do this podcast is that we want to connect with you through these means to pray with you, pray for you, and to encourage you to draw closer to the Lord. And I don't think, uh, I don't know if Gabe and I have had this particular conversation, but I can say pretty confidently that Gabe didn't throw that book together to get famous or to get rich. Um, and I don't know about your situation, Gabe, but if you did, I don't think it worked. You're, you're still here in Spartanburg. <laughs> yeah, you're not living in New York true. or and Los I, Angeles. And I still <laughs> have not recouped the money that I spent to actually yeah. get that book put together. Yeah. And that joker's been out for nine years. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. yeah still, if, and then the same thing for this podcast. We didn't throw this together for the money. And if we did, we're not doing so great. Uh, the, the purpose of, of this podcast and the purpose of Gabe's book, like we said, is to help you, the listener and the reader, to work through your grief and to draw closer to the Lord and heal from the death of your child. And just to be, like we said, another resource out there. So, you know, us as men who've been through the loss of a child have, have done the best we can to this point to be resources and to create resources for you. And you know, I think this is how Gabe and I met. And, and hopefully this could be a story for you as someone further from your loss that you that the Lord would strengthen you and equip you to be a resource for someone newer to the loss. And hopefully this could be a story for you who, who are newer to the loss to seek out or to be presented with the person who is more experienced. But after the death of our son, Gabriel, Gabe and a handful of other men from our church reached out to me and made themselves available to talk. And, and I'm blessed that they were willing to speak with me, but this was only possible because Hannah and I, made ourselves available and were willing to discuss our feelings and to, to be open and, and vulnerable, you know, and I didn't like go on the side of the road or anything with the sign that said, we just lost our child, come and talk to me. But I think, um, I just wanted to say here that, you know, since men are notoriously self-sufficient, if you are sitting if you've lost a child and either you're not super involved in church or you're just in a really big church like Gabe and I are, it would be easy to kind of get lost in the background. And if you don't make it a point to either seek out that help and that conversation or you are you are not receiving the uh, suggestions or the, the offers of help, then you may give the impression that either you don't want to talk about it and like you're not willing to hear what other people have to say, or you may, people may just assume like, Oh, well he's dealt with it. So you know, there's no reason for me to talk to him. And if people get that impression from you, then 
they might think the most respectful thing to do in that situation is just continue acting normal around you and never bring up your child, never offer to help. And that can lead to resentment and frustration from you. And you're like, hey, all my friends know what happened. How come they're not talking to me? And I can't speak from the woman's side of things, but from a from a man, like I have some friends who've been through miscarriage or, or infant loss and they just don't really seem like they want to talk about it or we have talked and they don't want to continue that conversation. So even though I'm very open about the loss of our child, I'm kind of uncomfortable bringing that up around them because I don't want to make them uncomfortable and make it worse. So just, I want to put that as a disclaimer that like, can't, don't expect, don't be silent and, uh, I don't want to say mean, but you know, don't present yourself like you don't want to talk about it and then be mad at people when they don't talk to you about it. Be, be open and uh, receptive if that's something that you do want is, is someone to speak into your life and encourage you. Gabe, can you, yeah, you I would say a couple things. Too? I mean, <clears throat> I was, I was the opposite of Will, you know, I, mm-hmm. I was opposite of you, man. I, I did not want to talk about it. You know, mm-hmm. I just wanted to internalize it, you know, shut it down, not act like it didn't happen, but like, I just didn't want to deal with those. I guess I didn't want to necessarily deal with the emotions, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and so I didn't reach out to anybody, you know, and, I had a dude reached out to me, one of my pastors at church, I mentioned this before, um, and he made me go to lunch with him. We mm-hmm. went down the street here to Wild Wings like every other Wednesday or something like that for lunch and would eat, and and I hated every minute of it because he would make me talk about, you know, how am I doing emotionally, how am I doing spiritually, how, how are me and my wife doing, <clears throat> and I didn't like talking about it because I felt uncomfortable and I didn't know what to say and I was I was still in such pain, you know, uh, emotionally, spiritually, and uh, but it was so good, you know, like looking back on it, I mean, it was so good that I got that stuff out there, you know, that I got it out. It's kind of like holding in a sneeze. You don't hold in a sneeze, man. You gotta let that sneeze out, you know. And that was the same way. So again, you may be like Will, or you may be like me, but. Both of us are saying the same thing, which is you need to talk to some other dudes that have, that can comfort you and that can be there with you. And it can be even a sounding board, you know, just for you to get some of that off of your chest and what you're thinking and what you're feeling. And um, and yeah, I was, you know, Will, you mentioned a minute ago about how you could have some resentment towards your friends if they don't bring it up and if they try to act like everything's normal. And I was that, I was kind of that way. You know, I, I wouldn't say necessarily resentment, but kind of disillusionment because uh, here I'd gone through this difficult time, <clears throat> or even when I was going through it, and some guys that, you know, I was, had been friends with since elementary school and talked, you know, every week or texted every week or played basketball with every week or whatever. Man, I didn't hear from them. I mean, it was like they ghosted me, you know, mm-hmm. during that whole time period. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I mean, I definitely got, and even afterwards too, you know, it's like, okay, now I've gone through this most difficult time of my life. The dudes that I thought were my best friends in the world, I'm not hearing from at all. You know, it's like crickets, like they're not calling me, they're not checking on me. Um, it was nothing, you know, nothing, no communication, you know, and so it was just, it was me, my wife, and then this one pastor that was, you know, talking to me. And, you know, man, in that time, Honestly, you know, your parents are going to try to be there for you, but, you know, like you, 
when you kind of get to that stage you're, uh, of life where you're married and got a wife and, you know, gone through that, it's kind of hard to talk to your parents about that stuff. You're kind of looking for a friend a lot of times, mm -hmm. um, and it's just, it's just the way it is. Um, so my parents were great. They were there for me if I wanted to talk to them, but they hadn't gone through this either, so they didn't know what the heck to say. And, and, and my friends, too, they didn't know what to say, you know, and so they just didn't say anything. So they didn't even call in. You know, they didn't do anything. And, and I know that because later, years later, each of these guys that I'm thinking about came to me. I was like, man, I'm really sorry that I didn't reach out to you. I'm really sorry that I didn't check on you. But the fact is, I just <clears throat> didn't know what to say because mm -hmm. I didn't know what was going on either. And I didn't know what I had to offer you, you know, so I just kept silent, you know, mm -hmm. and again, that's certainly, I think, kind of a fault of men. It's like, we'll just gloss over it and not, not deal with it and then it'll go away, mm -hmm. right? I mean, how many times have you probably felt that way with your relationship with your wife? You get in a fight and you're just like, oh, I'll just, I'll just forget about it tomorrow morning. Mm -hmm. It'll be fine. Mm -hmm. I was watching Scarface last night, you know, she'll take another quaalude and call me in the morning, you know, <laughs> that kind of thing. That's kind of what we, and love me in the morning, I think that's what he says. Uh, so... Mm -hmm. That's hmm. kind of the way we deal with it, right? And that's not a healthy way to deal with hmm. it. Honestly, obviously, things didn't work out so well for Tony Montana hmm. uh, at the end of that movie. So, <laughs> for multiple other reasons, but um, I think any podcast where you reference Scarface, that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a good one. Right yeah, maybe like, put that in the hashtag. Or, yeah, or get some, get yeah, some we'll more, get some interest. Yeah, in get some more uh, uh, follows or something funny. like that. I don't yeah. know. Um, hmm. And so, so yeah. Make the effort, right? Make the effort to reach out. Or when somebody tries to reach out to you, don't push them away is what mm -hmm. we're saying. Like, mm -hmm. realize they're coming at it from, hopefully from a place of sincerity. And you'll know. Like, you'll know if they're coming from it from a place of sincerity or if they're just mm -hmm. nosy. You know, and mm -hmm. if they're nosy, screw them, man. Forget those guys. You know, don't. I, I remember us having, we were in a small group Bible study one time. And this one dude in our group was going through a real tough situation like divorce situation and with his wife and this i hate to say it was other guy in our group man he was just he was probing but you could just tell it wasn't for the right reasons you know and i was i just remember being so angry at this dude and so and they had to just like get him to shut up and um but you you realize if the guy's being sincere and genuine mm -hmm. and and if so let that dude into your life to to be able to be that sounding board yeah. Um, it will be very therapeutic for you to get that off your chest. Mm. Yeah, I don't think I can can reiterate that enough. Like that's one of the things I have down here. Like, don't take people not coming up to you to talk as indifference. Like specifically your friends, yeah. because just like you said, like a lot of your friends who haven't been through this have no idea what to say or how to comfort you. So they probably feel like it's weird and awkward and not helpful to bring it up, and it maybe it'll mess your friendship up, or maybe it'll just. You know, like you say, guys are just like, I don't know what to do. Like, it's weird. I think of, like, you reference Scarface. I would reference, like, Talladega Nights where he's, like, doing the interview and he's like, I don't know what to do with my hands. And his hands are up there in the air and he looks like yeah. an idiot. And he puts his hand down and his hands come back That's up right. when he talks. And it's kind of like, right. when you're into those conversations, you're like, I don't, I don't know what to do. So it's mm. like, it's weird and it's awkward. Yes. And so if your friends don't bring it up, yeah, like you said, there might you might have some friends who are just like skin flints who really don't have much depth to them, and they've just been friends with you, just out of convenience. But probably most of your friends, especially if they're if they're good friends and you've had good conversations about other things, 
just aren't comfortable bringing up that subject unless either you bring it up first or unless they're, you know, they're really praying about it, seeking the Lord and, and they feel moved to have that conversation with you. But I guess I wanted to ask you, Gabe, since, since I guess I did this from the, uh, the standpoint of, you know, like you said, my, my like seeking out that conversation and that, uh, that relationship to talk to someone else about it. Can you speak maybe quickly to how did you, when it say, say someone else is in that same position where like they're dealing with it, they're a month out, they're six months out and they haven't talked to anybody. They're internalizing everything and someone grabs them and drags them out and they're like, Hey man, you need to talk about this. Like if you weren't as kind and loving of a guy you are, then like you, I can see where you could easily be like, nah, man, like leave me alone. I don't want to talk or getting mad or yelling or just like freezing that person out. Um, can you speak to how did you get to the point where you were comfortable like going or maybe not even comfortable that you were willing to go and have that conversation and like, did it come down to like this guy had to build up a relationship with you first to have the right to come to you and drag you to lunch and talk or like, like where would you, how would you counsel someone who doesn't want to talk about it? But through this podcast, maybe they've had the thought I probably should talk to someone. That's great. So first of all, yes, that dude, that pastor, we had a relationship. We had been buddies for a while. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, we had hung out at each other's houses, had each, you know, families over for cookouts and that kind of thing. So we had a relationship and I knew, I knew he cared for me, you know, as a friend, because we were friends. We still, we still are friends, and and so that was helpful, you know. And so I knew that he really had my best interest in heart, and he didn't want to see me, you know, mm-hmm. just tank, you know, mm-hmm. because of this or my wife or our relationship or whatever or my relationship with the Lord. And so um, that was that was good. And so I was, uh, even though I wasn't receptive to talking about it, you know, mm-hmm. I would. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like angry about it. I would be like, Oh man, I got to go to lunch with him again. You know, I know he's going to make me talk about this stuff kind of thing. And that was tough. But, um, I think deep down, like I, I recognize like I need to talk about this. Right. And so it was almost probably a, you know, I was going to almost appease him because I knew he was trying to help me. And I was like, okay, I'll go, you know, cause I just knew deep down I needed to talk about it, you know? And so I think, realizing that even if you're resistant to it mm-hmm. um that just know deep down you need to talk about it mm-hmm. and so that being said if you're feeling that that anger that anxiousness or that like you know that wall is up like let it down you know mm-hmm. and that might take you some time to let it down but you got to let it down you know mm-hmm. and um and be willing, yeah, I, I never reached out. The only person I ever reached out to was our, our lead pastor. Um, mm-hmm. And one time, I, my, and then that was out of desperation because we had been wrestling with this, like, kind of why did this happen, you mm-hmm. know, for a while. And, like, why would God allow something this tragic to happen to his kids, us, mm-hmm. that we felt like we were truly following him, right? And mm-hmm. so we just, we're, we were still in that mentality that, if I do this, then God will do this for me, mm-hmm. right? Mentality, which is yeah. not biblical. Um, and so we were trying to figure that out. You know, again, I've said before, I came up in that Tony Robbins, Zig Ziglar, you know, mm-hmm. mindset of, you know, uh, of 
just do the right thing and you're going to be blessed immeasurably than you can ask or imagine in every way that you, that you think you should be blessed. Mm -hmm. And obviously a way for us was we felt like God blessed us with these triplet girls and that was an amazing blessing. Okay. But why did they get taken from us? Mm -hmm. kind of thing. And so the only person, and so we finally reached, that was the only person I reached out to the only man I reached out to to ask for some clarification there. And that was out of desperation because mm -hmm. I was literally to the end of my spiritual rope. It was like, okay, I, Either, either I figure this thing out or my faith is futile and everything that I believed, mm -hmm. you know, up until this point was useless and worthless. Yeah. And I had to figure that out because deep down I didn't, I didn't feel like that was the truth, you know, but mm -hmm. my current circumstances were telling me that was the truth. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of ready just to be like, forget all this, you yeah. know, kind of thing. And yeah. then, um, so it was out of desperation and that I finally got there. And so. I would encourage guys listening to don't wait till you get to that point of desperation when you're ready to throw up your hands and and wash your hands of faith or wash your hands of your life or whatever the craziness you might be going through your mind. Like, don't wait. You know, listen to this podcast, read my book, and then reach out to other guys. And and even before I was ready to reach out, I was journaling. That was really therapeutic for me, too, because I was able to get those thoughts down, those questions down, you know, mm. on paper and get them out um, before I even went and would talk to somebody, mm. you know. So if you're not ready to talk to somebody, which we highly recommend that you do, then at least journal, you know. Mm. And then again, like Will said earlier, like, reach out to us on, on Messenger, on email, whatever, like, this morning, before this podcast, we took some time and prayed for some guys and their families who have reached out to us, you know, through this. So, like, we're not just saying that we're going to do that. We did it this morning, and we'll continue to pray for those dudes that reached out to us. So, um, you just got to be you got to be willing to open yourself up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, there's a lot more we could say on this topic, and I, I think we probably will go into more of. The nuances and the, and the particular reasons why we should talk and, and wise men, maybe our, our machismo and our, like, I'm big and tough and I can't talk, can't admit uh, weakness is not a good thing. But just to sum up what we talked about here and to keep these episodes short and easy to digest here, uh, I think, like we talked about, you know, I'm, I'm coming from the perspective of, I wanted to talk. I wanted to work it out. I felt like, you know, if I talk about it, it'll be easier for me to deal with it. And Gabe, you came from the point of like, I don't want to talk about this. I don't know, you know, how to express myself. It's uncomfortable. It makes me sad. I don't want to deal with it. And had to be dragged to the point where you do. Both of us came to the same realization, the same point that like when you do talk about it, when you get good godly advice, which that's maybe I think we should should stress that like don't go talk to psychic reader about this like you know talk to right. people in your church people in your your community you know reach out to a pastor a family member who you trust that this is something that will help you deal with the loss of your child and hopefully like we said if you're talking to someone who's a believer and and knows the truth about the lord that you will be pushed closer to him just through opening up and being willing to talk and, and have someone else help you work through your pain 
So we appreciate you listening to this episode. And guys, Gabe, will you take us out? Yeah, absolutely. And before we go, I want to, I'm going to, because of what you just said, don't talk to psychic reader. I'm going to reference another Talladega Nights. This is where he goes to, where he gets in that wreck. Uh, Ricky Bobby gets in that wreck and he's like, help me, help me, Jesus. Help me, help me, Oprah. Help me, help me Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. All right, whatever. Uh, so, love that movie. Yeah. All right. So thank you all for joining us today. Make sure you follow the Lost Boys and Found Fathers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can look for my book on Amazon. Just search That Will Be Done book. Uh, put a question mark at the end of that. Or just search That Will Be Done actually with the question mark at the end of that. And then my name will be able to come up there. So thank you all for joining us today. Let's not be lost. Let's be found in him.